Welcome to Food Fight, the food podcast where we debate food topics despite having no real culinary knowledge, yet we still defend our uneducated opinions to the death. I am your host, Kirk Pinchon. I am your other host, Lindsay Gentile. And each week we take one single food theme and dissect it, discuss it, and debate it within an inch of its life. We offer no answers, no solutions to these food dilemmas, only more chaos. Lindsay, we have a very special show today. I'm so excited. Are you... More excited about this episode, or are you more excited about getting your freaking window fixed because something fell on your car window? Yeah, I can't even right now. It like just happened, so I'm just going to take a minute and we're going to move on. I applaud you for that because you know me. I just be like, you know what? We're not doing the show today and I'm napping. No, it literally smashed my entire window. And then... Someone must have seen it because there's now signs where I park that say like, don't park here, heavy pine oh, cones. Wow. wow. It was a pine cone that smashed it? Mm-hmm. But wow. it's like, it's these big, I've seen them fall before and they're a little scary. Yeah. Um, but I parked kind of far from the tree. It's surprising that it got all the way over. But it literally, I walked my dog right before this and I walked outside and was like, oh, cool. Cool, That's, cool, um, cool. Nature hates you. Yeah, it's That's not really great. It Next is. subject. We'll, we'll move on to that and introduce our very special guest for our Yay. very special episode. Uh, she is a podcaster. She is a YouTuber. She is an author. She's a singer. She does all the things. Jackie Brubaker. Hi, Jackie. Hi, you guys. Thank you so much for having me on Food Fight. Uh, I'm yes. very excited for you to come on to the show and talk about our main topic, which we'll get into a little bit later. But uh, a little backstory. Um, I don't know Jackie. <laughs> no, this is a, our first time meeting, actually. <laughs> this is first time meeting, actually. <laughs> and uh, the reason why is because my wife works with you. Aww. And one day, uh, Anne came home and was like, you have to have Jackie on the show. <laughs> and I said, okay, I have to have Jackie on the show because that's what a husband does when he doesn't want to get in trouble. Smart man. Smart I, man. It took a long time. <laughs> still learning. Still barely getting by. But um, I was like, yes, let's do it. Let's have Jackie on because you have extensive knowledge in food. You uh, had a YouTube show called that's still on, right? Called The yes. Reluctant Housewife? Yes, exactly. So I have a show on... YouTube, it's been running for six years called Your Reluctant Housewife or Just Reluctant Housewife. Um, I teach people how to cook, bake, and do home renovations. Um, and it's been going strong for six years. That's awesome. Wow, that's is the, awesome. Is the book that you had this based on the YouTube series? No. So my novel is called That Girl, a Novel, and it's a coming-of-age story based in L.A. in the music and TV industry of it's really a coming of age story for 30 year olds. <laughs> so it's, <laughs> that uh, checks out. Yeah. Right. It's, it's pretty uh, relevant for the people around here. And, um, no, that is completely unfood related. It's more okay. to do with the music industry. Um, I was assigned singer, songwriter, producer for 10 years. Um, I'm still a singer. I do musical theater now, but oh. yeah. So, um, I did musical theater way before too, but, um, my, my experience in the music industry was much more in the 
you know, pop uh, world. So I talk a lot about that. And it is fiction, but there are a lot of stories based on real life. <laughs> I am sure. A hundred percent. So then the podcast um, was really just a fluke. It's That Girl, the podcast. And originally the podcast was just supposed to be every week you would hear an audio version of a chapter from the book mm-hmm. and then a discussion. And what it really turned into is what it is now. And it's just this big discussion where I bring on really interesting people of all walks of life with great stories. And we just talk about things and it's really blown up in the last six months. It's only been on for really six months, mm-hmm. um, but it's uh, it's really blown up and it's it's a great little hub to go listen to people tell their inspiring stories or learn more about life and love life and dating and all kinds of things like that. So, yeah, that's fantastic. We. Don't do anything inspiring on Food Fight, do we, Lindsay? No, we don't. We just um, argue and <laughs> talk argue. at each other we for an hour and a half. We argue and bitch at each other about stuff. <laughs> so welcome to this world, which you will start bitching in very shortly, I'm <laughs> sure. Uh, we're going to start, as we do with every show, with listener email. Uh, this is from, Lindsay, this is from Danny, who uh, emailed us last week, one of our newest listeners. Uh, I'll, I'll go through it. Uh, Jackie, feel free to chime in whenever you want because um, he has some hot takes. So mm-hmm. uh, his subject line, I'm here for the subject line, time to play catch up because he's a new listener and he just started. Did Look, he I'm spell a dad. it catch up with like a K? Hey, yes, which Good. I'm going to say right now, that's the right way to spell it. All right. I like yeah. it. Yeah. I don't, anyone, I don't want anyone in my life who spells catch up K-A-T-S-U-P. That is wrong. Don't want it. Okay, here's what Danny has to say. Okay, be prepared to be hit by a lot of stuff from the past. I just started listening to podcasts recently and have a lot of catching up to do. Lindsay, bomb pops are the shit. Ew. (laughs) My teeth hurt just like hearing that sentence. Remember when I ate the bomb pop on the show and you couldn't stand me? Uh, the listening of me chomping on it. Yeah, it's horrible. Like it's like chalk on a chalkboard. But you didn't like it, did you? No, I loved it. It was great. Ugh, I was gross. real happy. Jackie, bomb pops. Do you know what a bomb pop is? No, I have a feeling, but I'm not sure if I'm correct. So tell me what that is. It's like those red, white, and blue popsicles. Yep, that's yep. what I was thinking. Uh, yeah, no, I haven't had one of those since I was like six. So okay. Yeah, we're good. Brad, yeah, so mature. Okay, fine. I had one like a month ago. Fine. Okay, fair enough. Uh, uh, Danny goes on. I thought it was harsh when you told Lindsay to go fuck herself. Yeah, <laughs> agreed, totally. Now, when he wrote that, my first response was like, I would never tell Lindsay to go fuck herself ever. And really? then I was like, Oh shit, I tell her that all the time. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. What is this listener's name? Sorry, my windshield's on the brain, Danny. I, I think if we tallied up the go fuck yourselves, I think I've said it more to Kirk than Kirk has said it to me. Very true. Very true. Though he does go on to say uh, it was harsh, but fair. Thank you. Just saying. Uh, he goes on because he listened to a fruit episode. I know most of the nutrients are in the skin of the fruit by eating. Uh, I know most of the nutrients are in the skin of the fruit, but eating kiwi skin, dude, no. Yeah, so, not cool. I said I've eaten kiwi skin with the kiwi, mostly out of laziness because I didn't want to peel it. Oh. And I made oh. 
Jackie, it's Did really you hear good. that noise that she just made? That just That's feels a, like a, like an allergic reaction just waiting to happen in, in your throat thank from the fur. You. It's yes. <laughs> Jackie, this isn't why I wanted you on the show. Jackie is a woman after my own heart, okay? God damn it. She it's was disgusted power. with you, disgusted when it, you said that. She, she went, Ugh. If you don't want to like deal with it and you don't want to throw it away, it's edible. No. It tastes, okay. All right. No. Bad. All right. Mm-hmm. Bad. All right. Last thing Danny has to say. Uh, which I think we all can be in agreement here. And last but certainly not least, I will fucking die before I call fruit a dessert. Fruit is a snack. I I agree with that. I eat fruit as yeah. a dessert, but I would never order it on a menu. Yes. Jackie? I will order fruit if it is a fruit dessert, as in like it's a fruity sorbet. Yes. It's a fruity cheesecake. Like a tart but, or something like that. Yeah, but not like, oh, let me have the, oh, well, although recently, because I've been working a lot, I am ordering the mixed fruit as my dessert option. <laughs> from catering, but that's just because it's like a million degrees outside and this isn't like a real dining experience, but no. Understood. Fruit, that's fair. Fruit is a snack. Fruit is a snack, not a dessert. Anyone who's mm-hmm. eating it as, as a dessert, they're doing so because they have to. As we're in, trying to be trying healthy. To, exactly. Yes. No one's like, I'm going to have an apple for dessert. I can't fucking wait. Oh it's going to be great. No. no. Yes. Uh, if you can't feel guilty eating or even a little naughty, it is absolutely not a dessert, which Danny says, I wholeheartedly agree. Um, so that was from Danny. If anyone else has a question or comment, you can always send it to us at foodfightthepodcast at gmail.com and we'll read it on the air. Or if you want to holler at Lindsay, you can do so at Lindsay Gentile on Instagram. Let's do our food poll every week. Wait, we Kirk, I have yes. a me- I have uh, a I also have a message from one of our listeners. Oh, you got a you got a private uh, DM from Instagram? Yeah, Ooh. someone slipped into my DMs. So oh. I feel like we should give her a little shout out. I'm so happy. This is Tizzy. Great. She said, Hey Lindsay, just marathoning food fight and I love it. So addicted. Once I'm caught up, I will start Fuck You, I'm Smarter, which oh, is uh, that. Jackie, that's my podcast. Ooh, Great I podcast. Will definitely be listening to that. And then um, she said, Keep giving Kirk shit. Love it. <laughs> Here's why it's not fair. Someone email me and defend me at foodfightthepodcast, <laughs> gmail.com. Lindsay, stop dancing and doing a victory dance. Um, <laughs> I find it's not fair because uh, my Instagram account is private. That's your own decision. That you is. That? I didn't know that was possible. Yes. <laughs> Jackie's like, that's a thing. I want people to know how many people are following me. <laughs> I I have a weird thing. I'm, I, I have a private Instagram account. I understand why that sounds weird, but I feel like. I feel like you have it a little easier, Lindsay, when with the DMs. It's not my fault that you are weird and isolating well, yourself from humanity. I can't I, I take can't responsibility for my problems. I have to put them on others. Well, you know, we can get into some food therapy, but we have a guest here, so we'll have to save that. So I should Play behave. nice, mom and dad. <laughs> mom and dad are fighting again. Um, <laughs> all right, so let's go to the food poll. Last week... We did our food jail episode, Foods That Need to Belong in Food Jail. And uh, for our Instagram followers, I just did a simple one. Well done, steak. Fine or a crime? 
It's a crime. 64% said it's a crime. 36% said it is fine. Now, does that 36% seem a little high? Jackie, how do you usually like your steak? I like my steak medium rare. More okay, on the same. medium side than the rare side. That's the okay, proper same. answer. Yeah. Yes. Oh, good. See, yeah. I yeah. feel like I'm winning today. <laughs> yeah, you're killing it. You're killing it. Didn't even know it. To know. 36% are fine with a well-done steak. Mm, I feel like you're just losing what steak should be. I mean, exactly. why are you eating, especially if it's a good piece of steak, like a like a Wagyu or something, you're just like, why would you, it, now it's really dead. You've yeah. really killed it now. <laughs> yes. I'm curious, like, if there's a way to see how old, are, like, the people on this poll are, because I feel like the younger you are, the more likely you're down for, like, a, a, a well steak. Um, uh, on our yummy huh. Instagram page, which anyone can follow, uh, it is uh, our audience is primarily uh, female and primarily uh, millennial. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yes. Okay. That's that's wow. our that's our audience based on. Uh, that's stats, a big number. That's a big number. Yeah. Well, it's interesting too because. I'm a millennial and the millennial generation is gigantic. And so many of us love sushi, which is rare. So not as in it's mm. rare to like sushi, but it is literally yes. completely rare. Yeah. Um, so why would you want your steak? So well done. Yeah. Like, mm. is it like a, is it a parasite thing? Is it a, is it a texture thing? Do you not like blood? Like what kind of phobia is happening here? If you're willing to eat sashimi every day. Right. And not steak. Yeah. I would, if I had, if I had to guess, I would say it was a, a blood thing. Like you see mm-hmm. it, it's red, it's bloody, it's gushing, and some people are weirded out by that. The three of us are not because we have class. Um, <laughs> but I think I think that is it. And then I hear a lot of stuff of like, well, yeah, it's well done, but then I just put steak sauce on it. And I'm like, well, just go rot in hell then because that's not, yeah. that's not steak. Okay, I just want to say this because it's like, I think it's a comfort thing. My dad used to put um, A1 sauce on his steak, still does actually. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie, like it's delicious. It's so savory. And I no. know it's like so bad and I don't do it to all of my steaks, but man, it is so good. I'm here. I, look, I'm not going to go to a restaurant and put it on a steak. No. But if mm-hmm. we're cooking steak at home and nobody's around to yep. see it, that's it, I am totally down for it. Diving into a little bit of that. Yeah. And as far as dad go, dads go, my dad cuts up his steak, okay, and dips it in ketchup. I, oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, God. I didn't want to know that, Mr. Gentile. Are there eggs involved? Because if there are eggs, I could maybe see... There are no eggs involved. No, he cuts it up. It's crazy. Wow. Mm Mm-hmm. I, I mean, different strokes for different folks. I guess we can be nice and say that. Um, I, Lindsay, I give you credit for for not following the mistakes of your parents. No, I, at some age, you're like, oh, my parents are weird. Like, mm. I'm not gonna do that. Also, you know, Definitely. are my kids gonna say that? Yes, when they when they grow up and they have like delicious onions and garlic and things <laughs> that like you won't now, eat. Yeah. yeah. They're going to go, wow, my dad is so lame. I mean, they already say that. So I guess I'm already ahead of the curve. Uh, but you can follow our yummy Instagram page and there'll be a poll every Tuesday morning for you all to vote on. Let's get into the main discussion. Today, we're going to be talking about home cooking. 
<laughs> which is ridiculous because Lindsay doesn't cook. No, I don't. And I mean, I cook for myself, you cook but for I wouldn't. I wouldn't make anyone else eat. You it. do probably what I do for the most part, which is like survival cooking for you. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. And does the majority of the cooking, but we'll get into that as well. Jackie, which is one of the big reasons why she's on the show, has a background in home cooking, which is basically what her YouTube channel is mostly about. So Jackie, tell us about your background in home cooking. So um, I am very much like the both of you too. I grew up not really caring about cooking at all, but I did love to bake. And I liked baking so much because who doesn't love sugar? But I also really loved the chemistry of it. And I liked that everything's very precise. I'm a Virgo rising. So it makes a lot of sense in my astrological chart that I would like precision. Um, Understood. I I ended up becoming... um, so versed in it that I ended up having, uh, I was on, I was on cupcake wars on the food network. I won. Oh, I wow. had a bakery. Crazy. Yeah. I had a bakery and I uh, made alcoholic cupcakes. Hmm. Um, and then after some wonderful success with that, I ended up, I ended up dating my, you know, serious long-term boyfriend, um, since broken up now. And, uh, <laughs> I, you know, when you first start dating someone, like I, you know, usually would make like them a meal and I can make pretty good steak. So I did that and something kind of just clicked. And I was like, well, you know, I've had some really great success with baking, but I've never really tried cooking. So let me try it. And I just started my show. And the way that I really learned how to cook was because of my show. Cause every time I do a recipe, I've never really done it before. It's very rare that I ever do something I've done before. And that's kind of the, the hilarity about it is that you're watching someone just like you who has no idea what they're doing and they're doing something for the first time. And so you're messing up and like sometimes you have happy accidents and whatnot. That mm. that's how I learned how to cook was truly trial and error in front of a camera. Well, yeah, yeah. that's always a good way. Get it for posterity. So. <laughs> Get it for posterity, Jackie, just so right? everyone can see your fuck ups. Like I have majorly fucked up too. Like there are a few episodes where I have just stopped in the middle. I'm like, we're going to start this over. Literally, this is a disaster and yeah. or or it just tastes bad. You know, I had a guest on once. She's like, oh, I love these brownie cookies. I'm like, you do. She's like, I do. I'm like, I hate them. I actually <laughs> hate them. Like, I, I don't want to lie. Like, why? Yeah. Why would I tell you something is good and then you make it and it's terrible? It's not it's not right. But yeah, particularly in- food. Right. And what's interesting about teaching myself to cook on camera was that as I start again, like with the precision thing, like I like recipes. I want to see what the real people, the real chefs are doing. So it does start kind of getting ingrained in your brain of like different ingredients to use and different pieces go with this. And that goes with that. And it starts, you start studying by accident. So now I like for the meal, we'll talk about later, you know, it was just something I threw together, but I know that had I done that years ago, I never would have made it taste good. It would have been mm-hmm. like, I don't right. know, like, what would you do to make this happen? Uh, yeah, so. I guess. Yeah. Now, <laughs> yeah. do you find, do you enjoy cooking more or baking more? Huh. I think I always will like baking more because mm-hmm. it's very nostalgic for me. Oh, okay. And it's what I like to do to relax. Mm-hmm. And that's why I didn't like having a bakery because owning a bakery is a lot oh, of work. Yeah. It's, and I uh, didn't like that. It's, uh, it's a <laughs> whole lot of hell. On our cake yes. episode, one of my uh, high school friends, uh, 
was on the Food Channel. He's, from, he's Kick Love. He's Warren Brown does Kick Love. And uh, he has a bakery now. He's like, it's so hard. It's he's so like, hard. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, good on you. I, I, I have to say this right now because you mentioned cupcakes. Lindsay knows how I feel about this. Can I tell you something about cupcakes? Yeah. I hate them. Can I just let why? me explain why? Tell me. I'm a, he, yeah. Here's my issue with cupcakes. Lindsay's heard this many times. Lily, Lindsay, if you need to go to sleep, because I might put so you on mute. Yeah, because you've heard this, <laughs> you've heard this argument so many freaking times. Okay. Cupcakes are bullshit because obviously a bad cupcake sucks. It's a bad cupcake is worse than a bad slice of cake. A good cupcake is great. And you're like, well, fuck, I want another cupcake. And two cupcakes. You're riddled with guilt. So there's no winning with a cupcake. It's either bad and you don't want it or it's really good. And you're like, oh, my God, it was good, but it's so small. I want another cupcake. Now I'm going to eat two and be a monster. Okay. So this is about a guilt thing. What happened in your childhood? <laughs> oh my, wait. Thank did you, you. Did you talk to Lindsay before no, the she's show? Also, she's also a food therapist. We do a lot I am of, kind of a therapist. Yeah. It's not. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> we do a lot of food therapy on this show. And by that, I mean, I uh, bitch and complain and moan and Lindsay talks me off the ledge. Uh, it's I don't know what happened. I don't think there's anything that happened. Like, it's just I'll eat a cupcake and you go, that was great. I want another one. Either it's not around or you're like, what am I going to grab another cupcake and be like the person who ate two cupcakes in a row? Well, uh, I get that. I feel you on that. It Thank sounds you. like me when I'm out and I'm having cocktails, I'm like, should I have one more? And then I have one more and I'm like, I never should have had that other one. And now I'm super drunk. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I'm a, yes. I'm a lightweight. So like, if you really want to like, you know, it's like, I'll have two sips of like the next drink and be like, oh, damn it. That was just too much. And now I'm like on the floor um, <laughs> with cake. It's funny because if you eat a piece of cake, do you want to have another piece of cake or do you feel like, oh, no, that was a great piece of cake and I just want to eat that one? That's what I feel until the next day when I want another piece of cake. But yes. But it's the next day and you've already burned some kind of calories in the yes. meantime. Okay. Yes. So, but with a cupcake, even if it's a great cupcake, why not just wait till the next day and eat it? Another right. one. Right. Because it's I, not enough. But with the slice, it's the same situation. Like, I'm thinking it's the of a same. It's, it is the same. Is it Whoa. the triangle that's different? That is it the round and the triangle? We're like. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm afraid to say this because I feel like I'm going to get ganged up on. Ladies, a slice of cake is so different than a cupcake. So different. But what we're saying is if you like flattened it out, like if you took a rolling pin and you just shaped it differently, it's pretty much the same amount of icing and the same amount of cake. A cake might actually, or a slice of cake might have more frosting. Which I'm fine with. That's great. I feel that the cupcake and cake, uh, cupcake form is too little. Mm. And I need more. So that's why I like a piece of cake more. Because mentally, a slice of cake, one slice of cake is 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 mentally more accepting than two cupcakes in a row. Did you have cupcakes at birthday parties as a kid or cake? Like slices I, it's of probably cake. cake. It's probably okay. cake. So yeah. I think that that is probably what's really ingrained is like, <laughs> oh, I can have that slice of cake as a kid. Yeah. But right. as an adult, now I'm like oh, shoot, like that's a cupcake and that feels not enough. I, yeah, I think there's, um, it, it is pretty much the same thing. I will tell you a fun fact about frosting. Sure. I 
as a child did not like cake because, you know, are you? Uh huh. Yeah. I didn't like cake, especially because of the frosting. Like, I'm a frosting snob and a half. And I only like my frosting and sprinkles or like chefs who really Mm. know what they're doing. Because Mm. as kids, you're getting these awful, like, store bought cakes and they're just full of lard and they're Mm -hmm. disgusting. So I actually always got like an ice cream cake for my birthday. Wow. Turk thinks those are stupid. Oh, oh and I would take the cake part out of the ice cream cake. So I really just ate ice cream. <laughs> what? There's, what? That doesn't even make sense. I owned a baker. Oh, you, are, okay. you are bothering Kirk oh, so much I'm right so now. You have no idea. Right and what I was oh. thinking about, Jackie, when you were talking is like, I think that cake is Kirk's baby blanket. I think <laughs> you feel safe with I cake. I think you're close. And you don't feel as safe with a cupcake, so you gravitate towards the safe option. Mm -hmm. I would say that's fair. I would expound on that and say that actually cookies are my right place. Mm. Because I have a cookie fetish. So cookies are your pacifier and (laughs) and cake is your baby blanket. (laughs) And cupcakes cupcakes are my nightmare. Yes. Oh, my God. We solved it. Uh, all right, I, it's all good. Thanks, you don't guys. have to like the cupcake. No one's I, gonna hate oh, you. <laughs> oh, I don't. Oh no, trust me. People hate me. Trust me. <laughs> all right, let's get into cooking. Sorry for that side note, but I had to dive, I dive deep into it. Thank you. Uh, okay, so we're gonna get into some cooking topics, but before I do, I found this survey for, uh, from 2020 uh, from Report Linker, and it says this. About 36% of Americans cook at home on a daily basis, and only 13.7% of those surveyed prepared their meals at home because of a strong passion for cooking. So 36% of Americans cook on a daily basis. Only 13% do so because they're like, damn, I love to cook. So they're doing it because they have to, which Mm -hmm. I think is a big thing about cooking. It's like you're Mm -hmm. doing it because you have to. Yeah, I agree. I mean... It's funny because I do, I do love cooking for others. And I think that might be part of it too. It's kind of like why cook for just me or just two people. Even, um, it feels like a lot of work, um, for one meal. Like it took me two hours to make it. And now it took me 20 minutes, if that, to eat it. Um, I know that used to be my huge excuse. That's always been, yes, that's always been my thing. Yeah. We, we've talked about like, I lived alone for so many years in a studio apartment and it's like, I'm not going to spend all this time cooking when it's just me. So I think Mm -hmm. that that's huge and it does make it feel like a chore when you do. And also, you know, too, uh, the time thing I know is a huge thing for me too, but also like, oh my goodness, if you're not cooking all the time, you have to buy all these ingredients that you don't have in your house and it becomes really expensive. You're like, I could have gone out and bought this. Someone else could have made it and I could have just enjoyed it. So there are a lot of like reasons why people, I think, just don't cook. The thing that I started, I mean, while cooking and baking really was for other people, um, what I ended up loving about it was even cooking the meal yesterday for today. um, It just reminded me how much, how fast you get at it and how intuitive you get at it. And then it doesn't take that much time and you already have the stuff and you don't need mm-hmm. to use that many items. And that's the thing too. Like 
I do not like making big, complicated things unless I'm really like, okay, today we're going to make something really complicated because mm-hmm. I'm too busy and honestly too lazy. So like, <laughs> yeah. I would rather just like start, I-, I think maybe like the best advice, not that you asked, but like the best advice would just be to, you know, pick a couple of things and start making those on kind of a regular basis and get used to them. Oh, and that's then add a good like idea. maybe one other thing and then another mm-hmm. thing and just kind of keep doing it. So it sort of becomes a habit, but not anything that's too hard or complicated or like, I don't know what that means. What does that mean? Like learn at your own pace, but don't put pressure on yourself. And what it really becomes, and here's the therapist in me, it becomes this version of this way of showing yourself self-love that mm. you start feeling like, oh, wow, I'm so happy that I made something that tastes great, but I'm also doing it for myself. And now I'm I'm loving myself and I'm taking mm. the time to love myself without taking two hours, you know, take like 20 minutes. Like, honestly, what I made yesterday took t- 20 minutes. So you're finding you've gotten <laughs> to the point with home cooking where it's more of a relaxing thing than a stressful thing. Yes. And... I also just hate spending money on takeout for calories and also just money. I just think it's such a waste of both. I'm like, great. So what am I going to like do? Like order food every single day and then like hundreds of dollars at the end of the month have probably gained 10 pounds. Like, no. (laughs) Yeah. No. Right. Right. Well, I also found out that there is an actual phobia of cooking. Uh, There's a legit fear of cooking. It's called... I'm going to try to pronounce this correctly. I think I got it. Magiriocophobia. I didn't. Mm. Magiriocophobia is an actual phobia of cooking. I have the perfect cure for that. Oh, no. You date or marry someone that knows how to cook, and then you never have to cook again. Yes. I mean, I kind of did that. There you go. So I, I, I'm doing okay with that. I don't have a fear of cooking. And I, I like, I'm kind of a survival cooker, you know. Uh, Anne is an amazing cook. And then uh, I'll cook if she is not around, but it's all survival cooking. So it's, yeah. oh, here's pasta. Okay, I'm going to make, I'm going to grill some chicken. Okay, I'm going to steam some vegetables. That's the extent of the cooking. You're welcome, family. It's interesting. I- I've always dated someone that knows how to cook. So like, this is the first time in my relationship right now that we both survival cook. So it's funny to see what our survival cooking is. Um, I keep threatening him with like, we're getting blue apron and we're learning how to cook. This is crazy <laughs> because he, we're both like independently survival cooking because yeah. we don't like the same things in this house. Oh. And it's hilarious. I didn't oh, know that. No. So wait, so you and Bradley are like, uh, Cooking side by side, but not the same thing. Sometimes we will do the same things, but I will say as a whole, like if we had our way, if we really like leaned in to like what we actually wanted, he would be standing next to me cooking his own survival meal and I would be standing next to him cooking my own survival meal. That's like toddlers doing parallel play. Where they're yeah. not, they're just like next to each other. Yep. They're connected, but they're not playing with each other. Do you taste each other's food? Yeah, like I'll have a bite, but like he eats like things that I don't want to eat. Okay. So like I'll have a bite of it, but if I ate the whole thing, I'd be eating like 
carbs and fat and it's just right. like crazy and then i eat way too healthy for him so he just thinks he thinks i'm like during the potato famine like i'm like <laughs> like he's just like i i can't eat any of your like famine food you know your famine food there's there's your cookbook there Lindsay. that Lindsay sounds Gentile's like a cookbook i could get on, on board yes. with yeah exactly i think also one of the um one of the issues with cooking that i find if I am doing it, is the whole expectations versus reality, where you're like, I'm going to make this thing. I'm going to do it. Watch me. Watch me, world. Hold my beer. And then you do it and you're like, it's not bad. It's not like, okay, this is a trash heap. I got to throw it. You just kind of go, it's not what I envisioned. And I'm wondering if a lot of people feel that way and how you Mm -hmm. get over that hump. Because there's a lot of like, I'm going to cook. I'm going to do me. I'm going to do self-love. It's going to be great. And then you eat it and you're like, oh yeah, it's fine. It's fine. See, I always like it, but I'm fully aware that if someone else made it, it would taste so much better. Yeah. In the same way, same ingredients, same everything. I'm like, this This can be, someone else could do the same exact thing and it would taste so much better. Yes. I think this is just a very simple explanation of you've just got to keep doing it because Mm -hmm. we're never good in the beginning and it does take some time. And again, let me just tell you this one time I made the most disgusting, uh, sweet, I guess, bread, like a zucchini bread, you know, like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I made, gosh, what was it? It was like a cinnamon roll bread kind of situation for a Christmas or a Thanksgiving or something. And mm-hmm. I was so excited. I'm like, this has got to crumble on top of it. <laughs> Watch and me crush so- it. It was amazing. And like one of the uh, people in the family is also a baker. So like he and I would always almost kind of like nicely compete against each other. And I'm like, whatever, I've got this. Yeah. This thing was a brick. It was (laughs) so bad. I actually took it off the dessert table and I was like, no, thank you. No one's going to be eating this today. Nobody. It was that. You struck it? You struck the bread? This was only a few years ago, too, guys. This wasn't like, oh, back in the day when I didn't know what I was doing. Uh Uh-uh. So, like, that's what I mean. Like, it's just about practice and not being too hard on yourself Mm -hmm. and just being like, every time I learn a little bit more and I get a little bit better, and that's when things do start to taste better. I mean, for the longest time, like, I would just use, like, seasoning spices which again there's nothing wrong with those but Mm -hmm. i would use them for like more like flavor so like forget about cutting up like real garlic which by the way i'm out of so that's a fun part of my what i made yesterday (laughs) story um but i would use these weird seasoning spices and i'd be like how come it just doesn't taste the way it should like it just tastes weird i'm like yeah because you don't know what you're doing like use real ingredients and real spices Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's it's really just about doing it over and over again. And it becomes natural. And then your food just somehow does start tasting better because you're mm-hmm. you're learning. So mm-hmm. just That's be nice to yourself, people. <laughs> never. Never. I, can I take a step back for a second? The the idea of you made the cinnamon roll with the crumble on it. At what point did you go, nope, it is getting removed? Immediately. Immediately, I felt it. It was way too heavy. Mm-hmm. Way, it was a brick. It was in a loaf pan. It was truly a brick. Mm-hmm. Um, then I was like, no, I'm going to take the first slice, please. Like, nobody else takes this. And yeah. other people are like, no, no, let me try. <laughs> I had one or two bites. I was like, no, 
please don't eat this. Like, don't eat this. I'm throwing it away. I throw it away. That's amazing. (laughs) Yeah, I have no no qualms about it. (laughs) That is amazing. On a similar note, I'm going to guess Lindsay's like, I can't believe you asked this, but I'm going to anyway. Oh, here we go. Have you ever had cinnamon toast? Oh, me? Yeah. Um, I think so. Um, it, so, okay. I'm from LA, so I grew up differently than a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So maybe like cinnamon toast is different in other areas of the country, but it is just toast, butter, and then you make a cinnamon sugar and you put it on yes. top. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Okay, I have, but it wasn't like a staple growing up. So okay. I've only made it like once. But you have had it. I, yeah. Yes, I have. Okay. All right. Just checking. I've never had it in my life. Are you from Just, LA? No, but I I just missed this boat. I didn't even know it was a real thing. And, and I thought it was pe- a cereal. And people, me too. And people have been calling her out on it because, and and rightly so. Where do you guys think the cereal came from? I never I mean, thought about it. I thought I it was just cute, it. a cute thing. It came thing. from cinnamon toast. It's in the name, <laughs> cinnamon sense. toast. Oh, thank. At least I got to make sense. All right, yeah. thank you. All right, moving on. Um, I have a question, Jackie. Have you done this? I know I haven't, and I'm guaranteeing you Lindsay hasn't either. Have you ever eaten something at a restaurant went, God damn, that's good. I'm going to make that at home. Oh, my God. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Never yes. in my life have I ever thought it. Lindsay? No, but friend of the pod, Kelly Wallace Barnhill, she would do that. Our best I've friend never does that? done that. Oh yes. my god. She does she does that, but I would never dare. Never dare do this. So so Jackie, you have done that on multiple occasions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Can you definitely. give an example? Yes. So I was in Dallas and I went to this popsicle shop with my girlfriend, and it was like such an LA popsicle shop, right? Super duper interesting, weird flavors. And that's right up my alley. Like you do something classic and put a weird spin on it. Like I will show up. So I had a coconut lime. Was it something else? Like a coconut lime, creamy popsicle. And I, Mm. I just died. I was like, this is insane. I love this. Um, Mm. and I went home and I made it and honestly it was pretty damn close to the original. Oh, nice. Yeah. Mm, That sounds good. It was really good. It's actually, um, you can watch a video on the Lexington Housewife on how to make a coconut lime. I think there was one other flavor in there, but it's basically coconut lime. Mm. It's a creamy protein packed also popsicle. So you could actually have it after a workout and it wouldn't like hurt you. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, I've, certainly done that um some other times i don't feel like it came out so well i mean okay but yeah Ooh, another okay i had a really amazing sticky toffee cake at mm. a very shishi restaurant in beverly hills and i was like what is this and they're like it's my great grandmother's southern recipe and i'm like i need to make this okay i made it it tasted nothing like it. It oh, was a wow. real sticky toffee pudding cake thing, but it was it was just nothing like it. And that's the thing. Like when you have it at a restaurant, they're putting magic into it. That's yeah. why when you have like your mom's favorite meal or your favorite mom or whatever, you know, um, it does taste different. It, there is something I know this sounds really woo woo, but there's something about the mood you are in when you are making food. If you're expecting it to come out badly, it might come out, but it might not taste right. But if you're putting mm-hmm. like actual love into it, I am not joking. It does taste good. It does come out well. It's a weird, it's like the magic of cooking. So 
you were saying then that in some certain uh, cases, the mood you are in when you're cooking could affect your food. Completely. And I've watched it happen. I have literally watched a dumpster fire happen in the kitchen because I was in a bad mood. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Okay. So that makes sense because sometimes I cook angry Mm -hmm. and uh, there you go. Mm -hmm. Wow. (laughs) This really is becoming more food therapy. (laughs) Learning. Um, Now I'm going to get angry again because I've had this discussion with my wife and with various other people. When is home cooking not really home cooking like where are the gradations like mm-hmm. is making spaghetti with marinara sauce home cooking is avocado toast home cooking mm-hmm. or is that not considered home cooking what are your thoughts my thoughts is anything you make at home is home cooking okay. i don't think that i think like you have to add a little of your own spice to it so like like i grew up with like the spaghetti and the ragu or the shake and bake or whatever it was that was like out of a box or out of a thing. But like to me growing up, it's like, well, that's not once you taste home cooking or like, well, that wasn't really home cooking. That was like the best my mom could do. But mm-hmm. I feel like you have to add like even if it's just adding chopped garlic or mm-hmm. cheese or whatever it is like to to spice it up a little. Agreed. Okay. All right. So you got you can't just throw it into a pot. You have to. No, add. I think you have to add some stuff. Like I'll make my own sauce out of a sauce of or a jar of sauce. Like mm-hmm. I'll if I have a jar of sauce, I'll be like, okay, but I'm never going to eat it plain like that. I'm going to add other things to it. <laughs> right. Okay. Like my cringy moment of like listening to people. <laughs> one of my best guy friends. He's like yeah, I've been doing more cooking at home. I'm like, oh yeah, like what? And he's like, well, you know, like all these different frozen packages from Trader Joe's. I just like, you know, thaw them out and like saute them. I'm like, those are literally frozen packages. Of, that's not cooking. That's not cooking. You are unfreezing something. That doesn't Right, you're out. heating something up. I mean, I think I, it has I, to be I, more I than that. that. I, yeah. I, would, I would agree with that. But like we've, uh, Lindsay and I have talked about this before, like, like in college, if I wanted to impress a girl, I'd be like, why don't you come over and I'll cook for you? And that was literally spaghetti with jarred sauce (laughs) and garlic bread, which I made the sauce myself. But I was like, look, I cooked for you. And Mm -hmm. I think I still hold on to that. I was like, look, I cooked. Look what I did for you. You're welcome. Well, and like, let's not throw that out, right? Because you are putting the effort in and you are trying. And I think anyone might not be like a Michelin star meal, but at least the heart is there. The heart is there. Yeah. And you're young at that point. I mean, mm-hmm. if you were dating in your late 30s and you did that, it would be like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I guess he doesn't really cook, you know? Okay. But like, you know, I think at that age, that is home cooking. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. Is is grilling home cooking? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. thank you. I, I just wanted I validation. Just wanted Definitely. Validation. Yeah, grilling's <laughs> yeah. home cooking. I grill. Uh, I'm very proud of my grilling skills and I consider grilling cooking. It's heat. You have to monitor it. You have to watch it. You have to flavor it, everything. Why is grilling so important to men? I mean, because it's usually a guy thing. (sighs) That's a great question because let's be honest here. Anne could grill. I mean, she does the majority of the cooking because she's so good at it. I grill maybe because it's easier. So it's like one less thing that she has to do. Uh, but that is a really good point. I don't know. Maybe something with fire. Mm-hmm. 
it's like, listen, I have never been in a fight, really. And I'm not going to brag about being in a fight, but I'll, I'll brag about grilling. Like, look at my grill. Look at that grill. What kind of grill you got? You know, who do you clean your grill with? There is some weird thing. Lindsay has been saying this for like seven episodes in a row. Guys are weird. We have. Weird I, I think, and look, I've dated chefs. I know men can cook. Okay. But I think maybe if we look back a little bit further back, men can't do much. So. Full stop. What they can do is light a fire and shove a thing on it. You know what I mean? <laughs> this is true. Yeah. Well, I would add to that and then brag about it. Yeah. And I yeah. think like back in the day when women's jobs were be- to be in a kitchen, mm-hmm. men didn't really cook at- in those times as much as women. And I think like women were like, can you do the dirty stuff? Mm-hmm. I think this yep. probably goes back really far before we had like more equal rights. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a really strong point. I mean, if you really look at the logistics of that, that makes sense. And then you would watch your dad grill and then you would learn how to grill right. and it just continues. So yeah, I'm with you on that, Lindsay. Yeah. I think, you know, men are from Mars mm. and are the only ones that should man the grill. But we've, you know, we've aged out of that, but it's yeah. still, you know, in our in our bodies. Right. I would say this, gr- grilling's also just like, it's fun. It's like, it's a little more fun than like cooking and being like following a recipe and getting the measurements right. And what do I need to add here? And, you know, with grilling, you can throw it on the grill, sit on your patio, check it, flip it. Okay. Look at me. I'm a chef. Hooray. Whee. Uh, it's like playtime. It's based, That's what guys do. We playtime. We playtime grilling, which is our version of cooking. Yeah. Women. Women just made you grill because, like, the grill was your babysitter. Yes. <laughs> they were like, yes. just put him on the grill so he'll shut up and go away for a little bit. And well, then it just the cut work. on. Yeah. yeah, which is kind of with Anne, too. I was like, can I help with anything? Anything you need me to do? Yeah, just go grill. Just and go grill. Leave me alone. And come back in 10 minutes and you'll be mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. All right. A couple more questions before we get to our tasting. Uh, I want to hear, even Lindsay, I would like to hear your thoughts on this. What is the easiest thing to home cook? What is the thing that easy meaning not maybe not a lot of ingredients, maybe it doesn't take that much time? Like, again, I would just say like grilling a steak. Grilling a steak, especially as we've talked about how it should be medium rare. Once you are able to kind of process just by look how it how it's gonna come out, you just do it, you're just timing it. That's all you're seasoning and timing, and that's that that simple. So I would say steak. Mm, that's a really good one. Lindsay? I think like a stir fry is super easy. You just like oh, throw a bunch yeah. of things into a pot, choose your meat, and like even that could go into the same pan if you really wanted to like mm-hmm. keep it really easy. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's like the bare, that's the bare bones easiest thing. And you could flavor in so many different ways mm-hmm. that you can always kind of do different vegetables or different sauces. So you could have some variety too. I agree. Stir that's fry is one. huge. That's a um, good one. The first thing that came to my mind was um, I make a really quick and easy tomato sauce uh, where I take 
it doesn't matter what kind of tomato. I usually do like heirloom tomatoes because um, I like it to be a lighter kind of taste. Mm-hmm. Um, but I blanch them and then I throw them into a blender with some garlic, olive oil, mm. and whatever else you want, like salt and pepper, maybe some cheese. It depends on where you want to go with it. Mm-hmm. And then I literally pour it on top of pasta. And it's wow. freaking delicious. Wow. It takes no time whatsoever. That's so easy. I love that. So easy. Yeah. Do the tomatoes have to have a certain ripeness? No. Or can they just, you just throw them in, doesn't matter? Doesn't really matter. I mean, if, if they're not, as long as they're not like green inside yeah. and they're supposed to be red. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because you're you're blanching them and then you let your blender do the work. That's it. Oh, that's do you a cook good one. the garlic or just throw it in? You literally have to throw it in. You don't have to do wow, anything. Wow, that's so amazing. Like, wow. Throw some basil, some garlic, salt and pepper, olive oil. Boom, done. Smart. I love Lindsay. that idea. Mm-hmm. I could do that. Warm. It's warm when you pour it, so it's not like right. you need to heat it up. Oh, that's plant. right. Mm-hmm. You don't even need to. Oh, that's a win-win right there. Oh, and one other thing that I will do this all the time if I'm coming home and I'm exhausted and I'm hungry, I will just make a tray bake. So it's basically the equivalent of a stir fry, except you're pouring all your veggies and your meat in olive oil, salt and pepper, throw it on a tray, cook it for, you know, bake it for like 15 minutes and then you're done. I used to do that all the time. Mm -hmm. I would just make roasted veggies and like some sort of a meat and it's so easy. And then you, it lasts for days too. Mm-hmm. Like if you live alone, it's great. Totally. Do you two remember, it was this summer and it was the big trend on Instagram of that feta cheese. Yeah, my yes. sister made it, yes. Yes. Now we did it, it was super easy. I liked it. Were you guys like, man, it's fine. Or were you like, <laughs> Jackie, speak on it. Speak did, on it. I did not want to do that. I saw it. It looked like it would wreck your stomach. I was like, no, thanks. It's cool. <laughs> We're good. <laughs> You're like, I'm good. Hard That's pass. too much cheese. And one, just, it was too much. Yeah. It's a lot of cheese. It's yeah. a lot of cheese. It was fine. It was like, oh, this is good. Right. We did it the once and we're like, no one in the family ever clamored for it again. They're like, yeah. okay. It's fine. Um, oh, that's funny. All it right. presented well. It looks great mm-hmm. on Instagram, which is really mm-hmm. all that matters. Mm-hmm. That's all that we care about. Um, conversely, what's the hardest thing to home cook? Like I'll oh. go, uh, lasagna seems like a lot of sweat equity. Am I yeah. wrong? No, There's a lot of layering. You if you're get making your own sauce with the carrots and the whole nine yards, yeah, yeah it can be a lot. And then you got to bake it again. Mm-hmm. Lasagna seems very work intensive. I'm feeling like anything from like Julia Child's cookbook, like a, oh. like a, um, oh gosh, I'm going to say it wrong, but like beef bourguignon or that's yeah, not beef actually, bourguignon. yeah that's like right. I feel like that would be yeah. incredibly time consuming and just, is it worth it at the end? If, especially if you don't know what you're doing, is it worth it? <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. That's yeah. good point. Or similarly, like a beef Wellington that's got the, mm. the puff pastry around it, which you're like, oh. if that I'm really going to do that. Hard. Yeah, just it'll just take me to an old timey restaurant in the mountain. Yeah, that way. yeah, absolutely. Lindsay, any thoughts? Generally, I just like hate cooking chicken so much because I what? just feel like it's either going to be undercooked and I'm going to die of salmonella, or so then I just overcook it and then I hate it. So I just feel like I avoid it altogether. 
I am all with you chicken? on that. Really? Yeah, I, I hate, hate cooking chicken. chicken. <laughs> Hang on a second. You both wait, Jackie. You hate chicken. It's not my favorite. Okay. I really would rather. I not. think a lot of people feel like that. I think a lot of people know that it's like just so much easier to cook something else. Really, I'm a chicken eating motherfucker. I love chicken, especially honestly. Grilling it is super easy. So maybe that's why too. If you just, uh, you know, marinate it and then you throw it on the grill, especially like chicken thighs. Chicken thighs are real forgiving. Mm-hmm. Any chicken that doesn't have a bone is real easy to grill. Uh, bone takes a lot, a little more effort and, 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 uh, careful eye guy watching. But yeah. I, chicken on a grill, like a grilled chicken breast is super easy. Mm, I always feel like it's undercooked or overcooked okay. and I just would rather not. I could see that. I was playing this game with myself for a while with um, tinfoil baked salmon, and okay. it was always so incredible. And then there was a, I got to a point where I was like, oh, my gosh, it's so How's tender. It, it just falls off. I'm like, is this still raw? Like, I couldn't yeah. tell. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, why do I feel nauseous? So that it's always be. it's always like that, like fish and chicken. You can just. Yeah, I can't stand tough chicken. I really. Yeah. Mm. It's gross. Mm. Yeah. I love the image, Jackie, of you going, look at how fall off. It just comes off so easily. Look at me. Just stick the fork in. It's so soft. And you're like, oh, shit. This might not be cooked. (laughs) I might have done this wrong. (laughs) I just thought of something. I want to hear your thoughts on it. It's a hot take, but I'm going to bring it up anyway because I brought up lasagna. Jackie, does lasagna need ricotta? Oh, I I think it doesn't need it. I think you could replace it with something else. Mm-hmm. I love ricotta. There's nothing against it. Mm-hmm. But if you wanted to get creative, yeah, why not? Second topic. Would you replace ricotta with cottage cheese? Oh, hell no. Oh, oh my God. God. What kind of trailer charge question is that? Who said that that's okay? I, know. I didn't do it. I didn't say that I did it. I was just curious. No, um, you do like a bechamel or whatever it's called mm-hmm. sauce. Like I've had, I've had really good lasagna without ricotta. I yeah. also love ricotta, so I'm happy with either. But no, you don't. That's it. There's no Co- other substitution. First of all, cottage cheese is so disgusting to me. I have real, real opinions on cottage cheese, and I'm going to tell you because that's okay. I watched my mom eat that as a kid and I was like, let me try it. I was like, this is awful. Why are you eating this? And she would eat it with fruit or honey, something sweet. Mm -hmm. One day she was like, why don't you try this savory spice on it? And I did. And I was like, this is delicious. Okay. I can eat cottage cheese now, but most people don't eat it that way. They eat it for breakfast with fruit and honey and some sort of sugary thing, which is disgusting to me. Like, yes. It's a cheese. It is savory. Pair it with savory. But oh yeah. my God. I, otherwise, I really can't stand cottage cheese. Like I never had it with something sweet. I, I like it plain. I've never had it with something sweet. Oh, but no. a friend of mine puts like A1 sauce on it. Like a little bit of A1. It's, that's just... That's we had talked about this last week. 
Jackie, don't be delicate. It's That's not as bad. It's not That's as bad trash. as you think it's going to be. And this, like, my friend is, like, an amazing cook that does that. He was like, I know it's weird. Just try it. <laughs> and it's really not that bad because it's that savory idea. I can see how the savory would be okay. I'm all right. I would I would just try it for shits and giggles. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, great. Let me throw this one at you. Cottage cheese and tuna. Oh, God. Oh, no. my God. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> Listen, we brought it up last week because we did the food jail episode and cottage cheese went to jail. Good. We 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 got the we got cottage cheese into jail. And I know that tuna I had I did this in college for a bit where I ate cottage cheese and tuna together. Oh. Um, I don't know why. I in my head I thought it was just a smart, real healthy choice. Um, <laughs> it could it have wasn't been healthy, great. but oh. it, it was it was it was not great. It was it was not great. I was just curious. Just wanted to see. I just wanted to take the temperature. All right. It's time. Let's get to it. Now it's time for How's It Taste? This is the part of the show where we surprise each other with a food based on the theme of today's show to see if we like it. Since today's episode is all about home cooking, that's what we'll be tasting. Lindsay... What do you have for us? Well, like I have every time I cook for people, um, what I typically do, if people are coming to me, I order something delicious and I provide lots of booze. Um, So I just, I'm going to order in. That's what I'm going to (laughs) do. That's your (laughs) polite way of saying you didn't make anything. No, I didn't. I mean, I made... Famine stew, but I'm not going to subject you guys to that. So I'm just going to provide a bottle of vodka and call it a day. Can we can we talk about famine stew? Yeah, sure. Yeah, What's that? um, cubed meat uh-huh. and carrots, Brussels sprouts, sweet potatoes, hot mm. take, regular potatoes, onion, garlic, corn. Peas, wow. if you want to do peas. And you just, I did it in the crock pot. So I like browned the meat, threw it in there with some onions and garlic. And then I just threw like a tomato base and then all the veggies. And I just, I'll eat some of it and then I'll put the rest in the freezer and then I'll just like eat it at another time. And then do you eat it on top of rice or bread? No, I mean, I typically like will have some crackers or like Yesterday, I had like a really nice piece of like seeded bread with it. Um, but I don't even know if it needs it because it has so many potatoes mm-hmm. in it. Um, but it's like one of the only things my mom made that was like special and fun. Um, so every once in a while, I'll just make like a big thing of it. I love that. Especially that great. I'd eat the shit out of that. I would too. Yeah. Actually, yeah. It's funny. Yesterday, I had the weirdest out of the blue craving for stew. I wonder if I was psychically picking up Ooh, on your stew. Maybe. Wow. Yeah, basically like I bought a bunch of veggie. This is this is what I do sometimes. If I have too many veggies and I'm like these veggies are going to go bad, like I've got to do something, I'll just make it into like a big stew. And then whatever meat I have, I usually do like cubed meat, but um you know, like like I have turkey meat like ground turkey. Mm-hmm. So I might even make some meatballs and like eat it kind mm-hmm. of as more of a like meatball with sauce as it goes on. So I'll kind of try to reinvent it a little bit. I like it. How I would are you totally saying, come over. Yeah. How are you saying you're not cooking? That sounds exactly like cooking to me. That's like the only thing I do. That and 
veggies, quinoa, and like some sort of a meat. Yeah. Chicken sausage or a tofu. But like I don't, or some sort of a protein. I don't really cook much more than that. I it's think that's a cooking, really though. good start. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. I think you're doing great. Thank you. All right. I'm going to go real quick. So we'll save the best for last with Jackie. Um, I made this. I used to make this all the time. Uh, I haven't made it in six or seven years. But I was like, oh, let me make it again. I want to know if you think that this is cooking. I made homemade almond butter. Ooh. How did you make that? Okay. Super easy. Um, I love almond butter. and uh, But a lot of times I don't like jarred almond butter because it's either too salty or just straight up like too sweet. So I started doing it on my own. You literally get almonds. You can get them raw or you can get them roasted. I get, I sometimes do them raw. Sometimes I do it like roasted with half salt. And then you you roast them again, or if they're raw, you roast them anyway for like 10 minutes. And then you let them cool and then you throw them in a food processor and you sit there and blend the crap out of it until it becomes a paste. And while you're doing that, you add whatever accoutrement you add. I added salt to this. I added sea salt to this and honey. Mm. So, and the best is um, for Christmas, uh, we got a Vitamix, which is the greatest invention ever known to man. Because usually when you like grind almonds, it's kind of soul sucking because it takes like a half hour because it keeps sticking and it keeps just like taking forever. And then you're looking at it going, this is never going to turn into butter. I ruined it. I'm a bad person. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh no, now it's butter. With the Vitamix, it took like so fast. It's so fast. So this is honey, homemade honey almond butter that I'm going to eat right now. I haven't tried it yet. Yay, I made it that's Sunday. exciting. I thought originally I put too much honey in, but I did not. I did mm, it perfectly. Cool. Now, here's my question. Did I cook? I think so. And Jackie said I cooked. <laughs> you made a homemade something. Yeah. But I don't but you didn't make a meal. I did not make a meal. But you you home you made homemade something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll take it. We'll take when, it. When I brought it up with Anne, she's like, what are you gonna do? And I was like, Oh, I think I'm gonna do well, I haven't done a while. I'm gonna do it. Homemade almond butter. And she's like, is that really cooking? And I was like, Whoa, give me something, woman. I have so little. <laughs> but it's actually really good. I'm, I'm, I'm quite happy with it. I think I stopped years ago doing it because one day I roasted it and the almonds, I roasted it too long and the almonds turned black. No. Mm. And I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm making the almond butter anyway. Uh, and uh, it was black almond butter. <laughs> and I forced myself to eat the whole Oh, thing no. That's a lot of carcinogens. Yeah. yeah. I, was so, I was so mad. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to eat my mistakes and, and punish myself, <laughs> which, which is what I do. Um, welcome to my world, Jackie. I love it. Good nice for you. <laughs> Jackie's like, I will never do the show again. <laughs> All right, Jackie, you probably made something 
crazy good. I can't wait to see it, but you need to go get it. I need to go get it. Um, Do you want me to describe it now or after I bring it in? Oh, why don't you get it first? Okay. And then uh, bring it in and then describe it. Okay. Well, hold, please. Hold, please. I'm going to sit here, Lindsay, and talk to you while I eat my homemade What are you eating with it? You know what? I should have done like an apple or celery. And I didn't. I have pita bite crackers. So they're pita crackers. Oh, okay. Which is, is really good. You know what I really should have done to make myself happy? I should have gotten some chocolate. Mm. And dipped it in the almond butter. That sounds delicious. That yeah, would be I, really good. I typically do a celery or apples sound really nice. Yeah. Apples are really, really good with it. And I'll make a sandwich out of this eventually for a snack. Theo will take this to school. So so it's going to be well, well worth it. I'm going to take one more bite as I chomp. Okay. Look at this. Look at this lovely plate. Ooh, then. I love it. Oh, my God. Hang on. I oh, need to know. So cold. From Jackie. As soon as she gets ready. Jackie. Hello. Kim, bef- Jackie. Before yes. you describe, before you describe the food, let's get a little talk about this plate that you have. Beautiful. That plate. Can, that plate's great. IKEA. <laughs> it's Look really at two her. portions here, you guys. This is not like a one portion. Ca- Maybe for like a really big guy, this is like two portions. But that wait, can I guess? The plate or the what? <laughs> can I no? Can I can I guess what that is? Yeah, oh, I don't. Okay. Tofu. I yes. see tofu. I see rice. Mm-hmm. Are there are those mushrooms? Mushrooms? Eggplants. Eggplants. Oh! Yeah, some good old Got eggplant. It. So I made a stir fry. I mean, oh. you guessed it. You guessed it. It is an easy one to do. I had just gotten an eggplant, and I was like, you know what? I want to do something with my eggplant, and. I think eggplants are one of those things that people um, don't know what to do with it. They've never mm-hmm. actually worked with them before. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I first, you know, started playing with them, mm-hmm. I would I would bake them and I'd be like, why are they disintegrate? Why do they, they're mush. Now they're mush. Or like um, they absorb oil really, really fast and it was just confusing. So um, what I did with this was chopped it all up, put it in a pan with some olive oil. You can use whatever you want. Maybe like sesame oil would have been better, but mm-hmm. I do love myself an olive oil. Um, and then chopped up some marinated um, tofu from Trader Joe's. Did not marinate it myself. I just chopped it up. Um, frozen ginger. Let me tell you this amazing little trick. So everyone buys ginger and they use it once and then it just sits there and it goes bad. And you're like, I don't even know. I don't want to peel this ever again. Two hints here. They make frozen cubed fresh ginger at Trader Joe's. You can wow. buy it, throw it in your smoothies, put it in your stir fry, whatever. It's amazing. It's amazing. So I threw like two cubes of that in there. But if you have real ginger, if you take a spoon and you literally just um, flip it over and like you peel it that way, like you scrape it with oh. the spoon, the skin comes right off. Oh, It's Smart. a really good hack. Yeah. Um, so there's ginger, there's red chili flakes, there's garlic, oh. there's oh coconut amino acid instead of soy Love sauce because mm-hmm. it's sweet. And in Asian cooking, you want to have something sweet with savory. 
I didn't add any like real sugar. So it's actually very, very healthy. Salt and pepper, you know, the norm. Love um, it. And it isn't even fresh garlic because I had, I just haven't been cooking that much. I've just been working a lot. So I used a little garlic powder and honestly, it tastes great. So oh, look at that, that sounds so good. Some brown rice. So it's just, you know, it's healthy, but it doesn't feel like you're depriving yourself of anything in case you're one of those people who's like, healthy food sucks. I just don't want to make it. It tastes like awful. So I used to use that coconut aminos a lot from Trader Joe's. And Mm -hmm. also I use the aminos, uh, Bragg's aminos instead of soy sauce. There's definitely other alternatives. So it's not so much sodium. Awesome. Yay. Yeah. We talked about eggplant on the the food Mm -hmm. jail show last week and we didn't put it to jail. I think we put it on a work release program (laughs) because, because we think it gets an unfair... It's when it's good, it's really good. But when it's fucked up, you're like, I can't even if it's if it's prepared wrong. So we're like, that's not necessarily eggplant's fault. So mm. I think that's really cool that you did eggplant right after the show because yeah, it's it is eggplant's worth it. Eggplant is totally worth some love. It really is. It's very versatile. I mean, I really like roasting it, and then it does become all like nice and mushy, and then you can actually create like an eggplant like so, not sauce, but like a like a spread. And you can Mm -hmm. spread it on toast. I mean, it's really, Mm. really versatile. What I don't like is eggplant parmesan. I don't get it. Mm -hmm. I just don't get it. Take we, I, I think we said eggplant parm. I like it, but so easy to jack up. Mm -hmm. So many like people like make it. You're like, oh, this is just this is just crap. So I think Mm -hmm. I think if it's if they make it right, if someone knows how to make it, it's really good. I'm also a big fan of grilling eggplant because it's so easy. Yeah, and it just roasting the smoke, it. The smokiness with the with the eggplant is really good. So good, yeah. Oh, I'm so glad we saved you for last because that's <laughs> that's. Uh, I mean, I'm proud of my alma butter, but goddamn, that sounds well fancy. Done. Real quick, what color are you calling that plate? Blush pink. <laughs> okay, that's, that's the good. color. <laughs> I was calling it purple in my head. <laughs> Great. Let's bring it back up. Hold on. Let's let's look at it one more time. No more time. Lindsay? It could look purplish because it's a little bit darker now. The the light has been changing. I think it's pink. Okay. All right. All right. Fine. Fine. It's pink. Now it's it's time for what you eat. What you eat. We're going to close out the show as we do every show with a food recommendation. Anything you're currently obsessing over or can recommend based on today's theme. Um... I'm going to go first and just say um, our recommendation is the stuff that we've been talking about is like if you want to – if you're like, you know what? I should just cook more. I think a good idea is to get like one good cooking utensil, like just like one good thing. And like like for example, the freaking food processor is like a life changer and – or or like a good wok. Something that's Mm -hmm. like I'm going to get it. I'm going to spend the money on it. But you'll actually use it That's because it's so easy to use. And I think once you have that one thing, you're like, well, now I can do a bunch of things. So mm-hmm. I think like one good kitchen utensil slash instrument technology thing, I think goes a long way. Oh, my gosh. Let me add to that. Before, you know, when I was first starting to cook, my mom would be like, your pans are like dangerous by the way Mm -hmm. like these could like make you actually sick like this isn't what your pans are supposed to look like they've rusted and like a whole thing 
um, she's, she was saying, she's like, just get really good pans. And it, you know, also, especially if you're a new cook or not, get Teflon, just get the Teflon pans. Oh, Don't, okay. I have the good chef pans and mm-hmm. dude, I freaking burn stuff so quickly in them. It is not worth it. It's just not. And they discolor if you have too high heat. It's, they're very temperamental. It's not, seriously, get the nonstick. Um, they get good nonstick ones, not the cheapy ones on sale at Target. I'm talking like at least mid range, you know? Yeah. And, and start there because it will make a huge difference. You won't be burning everything all the time. Um, I cooked for a guy. We were on like a, I don't know, a third date or something. And I'm like, Oh, I'll just use your pans at your house. And I went over and I was like, Ah! These are so scary. I'm like, well, of course you can't cook. Like, of course everything's burning. Like, these have no Teflon left. Like, oh my God, you're going to poison yourself. So yeah, (laughs) so your thing, really just get a good mid-range pan, get a Mm -hmm. big one and a medium size to small one and a pot and you're good. Yeah, that's it. That's what's amazing. Let me ask you this. Have you ever cooked with copper pots? No. Do you have any knowledge? Honestly, the reason why I bring it up is because I've never cooked with them. I don't think I need to. I don't think anyone needs to, I'm sure. But they just look cool. So I'm like, is there any advantage to them besides just looking really fucking cool? I think they look great. I would just have them hang and then use your real pans. (gasps) Yes. Decoration. So you look really, really cool. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, do you use them? You're like, yeah. Yeah, I do. I use them. They're, they're really important to me, but I like to keep them up. I like to air them out. <laughs> yeah. You just yeah. lie. Just Giving lie. them a break. Yes. Lindsay, do you have anything else to add? Yeah, I love a crock pot. I mean, I think <gasps> if you're like yes. me and you can't really cook or like right now our oven's being weird, so we're cooking a lot in the crock pot and it's like... If you're busy, if you've got a lot going on, you just throw it all in the morning and you come back at night and it's ready to rock and roll. Mm-hmm. Did you do that with your famine stew? Was that in a crock pot? This time I didn't do it in a crock pot because I started, I had the idea too late. Mm-hmm. But I love making that and like turkey chili in a crock pot, meatballs in a crock pot. Like there's a lot you can do. Oh, yeah. And puts a whole pork butt in the crock pot. Mm, wow. And, oh, it's it's just... It's wonderful, wonderful. Yeah. Jackie, thank you so much for being on the show. Let's go through it again because you do everything. (laughs) You have a YouTube show channel called The Reluctant Housewife or Reluctant Housewife. Yes. Okay. So you can find me. I'll just, I'll make it so much easier. Do it all, please, (laughs) because I I didn't put it in the outline because I'm stupid. No, no, no. Yeah, you can find uh, Reluctant Housewife on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash forward slash your reluctant housewife um it's also an instagram under the same name your reluctant housewife you can find me on instagram at jackie brubaker j-a-c-k-i-e-b-r-u-b-a-k-e-r um i do a lot of singing videos if you like broadway you're really gonna like that um i also do a lot of lives where we discuss relationships and i I don't like to say the the word life coaching but kind of like you know life stuff Um, and then you can find That Girl, the podcast, everywhere you get your podcasts. And you can find the novel. You can either buy it in paperback or you can listen to it on a podcast. It's That Girl, a novel, everywhere you get your podcast. So if you're more of an audible-like listener, that's definitely where you can cool. get it. Or buy it on Amazon. <laughs> ah, look at that. That's awesome. Final question. When are you going to eat that eggplant? 
I'm literally going to eat it. I'm going to warm it up and I'm going to eat it right now. Woo! God <laughs> bless you and all that you do. And that's our show. You can find Food Fight anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you like our show, please subscribe, please share, please tell your friends, and please leave us a review. Whether you use Apple Podcasts to listen to us or you don't, but you do have an Apple ID and it's convenient for you to do so, please go give us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And if you'd like even more food content, go ahead and follow our Yummy page on Facebook as well as yummy on instagram and if you have a question comment or just want to tell us how wrong we are send us an email at foodfightthepodcast at gmail.com and we'll read it on the air or you can hit up Lindsay at Lindsay jones heel on instagram thanks for listening bye bye Thanks.